0: 37625, the number you'll need on those. On vacation in Florida is Scott from winningfornextyear.com, but no worries. He still plans on calling in at 8 a.m. this morning. To give us an update on all things sports. That's a dedicated guy right there.
1: That is, dude, and honestly, maybe I'll send him a text and try to see if we can get a live Florida Files action. Oh! Sorry. You know, Scott oh, nice. gets into vacation mode, all of a sudden starts, like, shooting fireworks and alligators or something. One too many like beers, that, right. does
0: something right. stupid, like, like, like call the radio while he's hammered. <laughs> I once had a, sport, a, a sports guy call the Radio show all being hammered and they got mad at me for it. How are you, Phantom? What are how Do you, give me the rundown? How weekend rundown.
1: Things? I'm good. I'm good. Um weekend rundown. It was a long one. I felt like kind of eventful. Uh Friday, oh, nice. I had to run out of the studio, go take care of some family things, but that got taken care of, so that was all good. Saturday, um, I actually went to my nephew's baseball game. Yes, yeah, all that. It was this final uh it was this final tournament of the season. Nice. And they had a really good season, but they got whooped on Saturday. Like it was just like an ass kicking. Um <laughs> so it kinda of, kind of felt like it Kind of because the you know the
0: weekend before did hit, they still get pizza afterwards or well, did they have to it, like like
1: choke down their tears? No, low capri sun makes it all better at the end of the day. But the weekend before, good game, good game. the weekend, good game. the weekend before they had won the championship or that tournament, so they got oh, trophies nice. and it was this big deal. And then I go to see it, and it was just like a slaughtering. So I was a little bit like, oh damn, dude, your uncle man's bad <laughs> luck there. Apparently, Um and I made the mistake I posted that picture of me and my nephew. It was like yeah. a good picture of the two of us. Yeah, was it was good. Um, but I didn't make it clear that that was my nephew. So there were. People who are like, dude, did you find out you had a kid from like eight years ago? And I'm like, no, no, my brother has had children. <laughs> like- it's a little,
0: isn't that appearing to who people are? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, dude, that's the way you've lived here. <laughs> Or at least,
1: at least the expectations they have of me. You know what I'm saying? Right. At least like the oh, dude, you know, you know, ten years ago you banged some chick and you didn't wear a
0: condom, and okay. now all of a sudden it's coming back to haunt you. Apparently, you guys aren't listening to the show well enough. <laughs> if some chick just showed up on Fantone's doorstep and was like, "Here's your ten year old you didn't know you had," he's not hugging it and taking a picture of it and posting it for you the day after it happened. Like, hey, here he is. You know what I mean? He's Phantom's going to like sift through that and be like, "All right, what am I doing right now?" I'm right. like. Man. Right, right. I think I would take that. I'd play those cards a little closer Straight to the to chest right brook. there. That's where we nope, go. Let them
1: know. Let them know. I got a kid. Um, so that was cool. And then Saturday night, we went out with uh, my girlfriend's dad. That was fun enough. Uh, but yesterday, we, uh, we we decided since today, actually, July 17th, is our official three-year anniversary. Oh, nice. Uh, yesterday, we decided, like, oh, we should go do something. And we ended up going to the Columbus Zoo, which was the first time I had ever been there. And, dude, the Columbus oh, Zoo. Oh, it's a good zoo fantastic zoo, Jack yeah. Hanna's Base Camp, right there. It was yeah. awesome. It really is. I mean, when you factor in, um, you know, two hours to Columbus, an hour up to Cleveland, and obviously the Akron Zoo, like, dude, there's some really good zoos in Ohio. So it was, uh, was a, uh, it was a weekend well spent. I felt like, oh good. Um, I, uh, I'm feeling good on a Monday morning, ready to get going. Last week, yeah, the last week before vacay. Yeah, last uh, week, yeah, last so. week. Just got to get through uh, these five shows, and then we're done. Yeah, so uh, the countdown's on. Sixty breaks, fifty nine. If we consider this one done, and then the last one of the week's. You should Parker. maybe start it. That's <laughs> one of the weeks, Clint Parker. So he'll take care of the heavy lifting. Then Absolutely. we're
0: down to fifty-eight. What's the story with you, buddy? All right. So uh, last week we had spent about a half hour on the program talking about swamp ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we I, and I had forgotten that we had run that best of in the five a.m. hour this morning. Okay. And so people like sent me like texts and like all stuff you know and messages all throughout the show telling me products that I should you know that, that we should use for this because I had said I'd never really had been like a gold bond person. I had never like used this stuff. Feels
1: like an old man thing it's like it's like wearing old spice you know what i'm saying I'm yeah. like i don't know if i'm ready to cross that bridge
0: yet and so like that was you know like uh, i was like all right well you know let me let me maybe try it and i was like i don't really want to try the powder it's like more like the spray that i was into okay right that, that i thought that i thought i would be into so i stopped at the store friday right after the show and got some all right and so i bought some gold and in true Stan'sbury fashion, it couldn't just go easy. No, of course It not. had to like the first time using it, it had to like <laughs> turn into a whole ordeal and it was. It was a whole ordeal. So at 845, I'll give you that story. Okay. Alright? 845, I'll give you the Gold Bond story and trust me, if you're a fan of the show, you're going to want to hear that one. <laughs> I you're, can't wait. dude. You're going to want to hear that one. It's uh, I, Honestly, I'm not sure if people will let me live alone anymore after <laughs> hearing that story. At 845, I'll give you the Gold Bond story. But I want to get into this now and this is going to be a couple of times on the program throughout the show today right. is that game of thrones last night obviously as Fatone, tone like in dick calls it the little dragon show and it is well the dragons are all grown up now and okay. right. we can just call right. it the dragon show they're all grown up now. all right but people are in an uproar over the season premiere of game of thrones last night um and they got to dial it down the thing that i'm going to say and i
1: did not watch it. I am I, I, not a Game Spoilers? of thrones Um Well, the thing I'm going to say is I did not see as much social media reaction as I anticipated. This really? Morning. I thought I was going to wake up and it was going to be just Game of Thrones stuff. Uh, Twitter a little bit, but Facebook, it's almost like it didn't even happen in my world. Wow. Yeah, not that many people talking about it, but I mean, I could very easily just not be friends with Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, like,
0: it's... I- I think maybe that might be it. And it's all who you follow, who you right. unfollow, and this, because right. it's still dominating mine. Okay. And one of the things people were really upset about is Ed Sheeran was in the episode last night. Okay. Ed and Sheeran. And he's just like one of my favorite characters actually is like walking through the woods and she hears like a group of soldiers and like one of them singing. And it's obviously Ed Sheeran. Okay. Right. And then they sit down and he doesn't really say much after that. He's just kind of there. Okay. There's like a group of like six, seven soldiers. And at first, like I wanted to get mad. Like I went and then I was like bro you're 40. So yeah. like so like dial it down. <laughs> Getting mad about a little dragon joe, right? And welcome to TV in 2017. You know what I mean like Welcome to this Like you knew this Sooner or later They were going to do this It felt like a Jump the shark moment A little bit It did But again They didn't have him Sword fight They didn't have him Do this whole thing He's just kind of Singing in the woods And then when she sits down And starts talking To the other soldiers Next to him He kind of shuts up At that point
1: So it wasn't It wasn't like He was the star Of the
0: episode it They wasn't- didn't cram him Down your throat Okay. It just happened to be there and you could tell it's like, all right, he's a fan of the show. All of the actors from the show are all from across the pond and all that. I'm sure, you know what I mean? He's probably got a connection to one of them. Probably banged half the female staff. No. You know, it's probably
1: one of those things. Now, when Ed Sheeran was there, was like the song. Was it, I don't know it. Was it like forced in there? Was it like. You know, or was it a natural part of the plot? Was it like, if it wasn't Ed Sheeran and it just would have been a generic actor sitting there strumming the guitar, playing, would it have still made sense? Yeah,
0: it could. That scene could have easily been in
1: Game of Thrones without Ed Sheeran. Okay, well then everyone needs to calm down. For
0: now. me, it's still like, dude, are seven guys going to sit around? And one of them is just kind of like harmonize? I don't know. I like, I've never had that happen. I, I see on the streets of Philadelphia, they'll like, like you know, garbage cans on fire, and Rocky runs by <laughs> while you're singing. So like, I guess you, you know. got,
1: you got to think that like in times before. We all had cell phones Like The ability to play guitar And sing Would be like Massively entertaining
0: Because you're Just you know Yeah there is no iPod In Game of Thrones Right, so. right <laughs> Yes right. Yeah absolutely Okay But And then I kept hearing this Like I know you don't really Watch the show But there's a character Everybody loves His name's Tyrion Lannister And he's a dwarf And all that Okay And he's like Yeah I mean even people That don't know the show Know that And everybody loves him And he didn't do much Last night And so people are like Oh my god They've reduced him To nothing Well no dude It's the first episode Of the season And if you watch This show Seven years in You should know What they do they set the table first episode every... This is the season premiere oh. of the show every single time. It's all they do is set the table. And people are all mad that Daenerys didn't land on Dragonstone and then just unleash Fury. Well, of course not. It's like sex. You build, 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 and then you ejaculate. You don't do it the moment you take your pants down. No. Or if you do, you don't get called again. Right, it's going to be bad. Um,
1: is this... An example of People feel so passionately about this That no matter what happens There's going to be people who feel like yes. they're being Like you know Obviously, slighted.
0: That's going to be some of it And in the interest of full disclosure I will tell you that I walked away happy with the episode Because my favorite character kicked ass all last night I mean the episode started with her Killing a room full of like 50 people Jeez I'm a I'm an Arya Stark fan Like that's who I That's, I, that's like my character So like I liked it because she kicked ass last night Oh she's kicking ass out there okay That's what I've been saying about the show for weeks It's all the women that are in positions of power That are like kicking ass now It's part of what makes it good I, uh, I thought it was excellent I don't know what people are bitching about The Ed Sheeran thing I will admit Felt like a little bit of a jump the shark moment to me It did
1: he wasn't up there playing like an Ed Sheeran song, right? This was like a Game of Thrones appropriate song. Yeah, he
0: didn't like sing "Don't." Like it wasn't that. Like I'm, <laughs> okay, that would have been yeah, kind of cool like, though. But no, no, it wouldn't. No, that, that would have been bad.
1: No sense. So long no, as yeah. it was like a song about dragons and tales of old, then fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were drinking there. about
0: wine that you sip out of like a you know a, a cow's ball sack bottle or whatever they do. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I thought the episode was great. I don't know what people. I I just think it's one of those things that people just like to hate.
1: Um, of course And like I said People that feel Really passionately About this And not to Throw this my, my Into my world But like Pro wrestling fans Are the same way Where it's like You're so passionate About it It is kind so, of the same You're part. so smart About being a fan That like You think that You could write it better And when you start Getting into that Of like Well they didn't Give me exactly What I wanted You can never Write Game of Thrones You're not
0: going To enjoy it dude. You can barely Keep up with it Let alone write it As a matter of fact As a guy as, as A writer I, Well I don't know him But I uh, a guy I like Jason Whitlock was like you know they've ruined Tyrion Lannister he hasn't been in a whorehouse in two to three seasons and it's like and and so I respond I I can't believe it but I responded to him and I said Jason I said of course not because we're seven seasons in I know Tyrion likes whores I know that so I assume when they're not showing him in his off time that's what he's doing they don't need to establish that anymore it's development if the show's still doing the same thing in season seven that it wasn't season one your show's in trouble you got to move. What season is this for us? <laughs> we
1: probably do need to find something new. I don't know.
0: Our boss took the day off today, so I'm sure he's sitting around listening going, that was six minutes on Tyrion Lannister. It should really be three. This is why we have to rethink every last thing on the wheel. Listen to one show in four years. He'll rethink the whole thing by tomorrow afternoon. I guarantee it. We do have Incubus tickets. I'll pass those out at 930. That show July 25th out of Blossom more Sansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those incubus tickets at 930. This is going to be a heavy week for me. I got Shinedown tonight. That's going to be a late night. I got Diana Ross tomorrow night. That's Jeez. going to be a late night. And then on Thursday, I'll be at Nom Nom Popcorn from 6 to 8 as I'm their celebrity scooper. Nice. Well, I'll be putting popcorn in bags nice. for you. And uh, all I don't know about all proceeds, but I know a portion of the proceeds will go to Project Rebuild.
1: Greatly appreciated, there, buddy. Um, so I'll be doing that Thursday night. I uh, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, shine down tonight, obviously. is yeah, going that's gonna to be, be a good going. time. Uh, Diana Ross, I know, is one of your all time faves, right Love there. Love her. So if there's, you know, yes. if if there's ever been a reason to like, dude, I got to stay out on a school night. Diana Ross for you is 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 on that card, and yeah. uh, you know, hey, a little a uh, little charitable action there from Stansberry is always appreciated. You so, know, Gene
0: Simmons used to hit that. Really? Yeah. Really, Diana. Yeah. Really. Yeah, Gene Simmons used to hit that. Jeez. I'd love to be Eskimo Brothers with that dude. I mean, honestly, she's like dude. ninety. I'd still do it. The Seventies
1: must have been a crazy time, man. Diana Ross, Gene Simmons, banging it out.
0: Yeah, that was like a thing. He was like pretty. He was getting pretty serious about her for a minute. Is that where your love for Diana Ross comes in? I don't know. Is that a part of it? I don't know. I um, I, I've just. I've always really liked Motown. Mm-hmm. I've always just really liked Motown. I've always been really impressed by Motown because that's actual talent. Oh, they yeah. Didn't, that's all real to real. Oh, like, yeah. Like, nobody was, like, laying things over. Doing, I mean, dude, they're hit, she's hitting that note.
1: And if you look at, like, when Motown was really popping, like, that was during, like, the civil rights era. So for, like, talented musicians to be able to do what they were doing. Get
0: out of my school! Right. And then turning up, <laughs> turning it up right. on the radio on right. the way up. Right. So, yeah.
1: I mean, it really was, I mean, a, a pretty impressive time and a pretty impressive thing that they did there. Yeah, it was. Um, but it is—it just it very flies in the face of what you might expect from you know. Yeah, it does. Stansberry, the rock and roll shock jock, morning guy. <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. I'm that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, guy. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who are a little. Yeah, uh, a no, a little Diana Ross and the far. Supremes
0: have always been a top three artist for me. I just, I just have always really liked Motown, and um, I just, dude, the music's just good. It's just, just good. You know what I mean? So she's at the Hard Rock Roxino tomorrow night and so will I be. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I remember like when CD players first came out, like I remember the Christmas I got my CD player. Yeah. And like uh both there was like the Diana Ross and the Supremes greatest hits volumes 1 and 2 were like Jeez. I got th- th- this this is me as a person right here. It Tells you exactly who I am as a person. So, like, I got those with it, and then my brother bought me the Use Your Illusion albums from Guns N' Roses. Those were, like, the first four CDs I had for my CD player.
1: No, did you have to hide that, Diana Ross?
0: No, by that know? time, I was allowed to come out of, like, the musical closet. I was okay. around 10, it was around 11 years old, where finally, 12 years old, somewhere around there, where my parents finally gave up and said, we get it. I'm not saying from your from your parents, I'm saying from
1: your oh. friends who are going to kick your ass for listening to Diana Ross' yeah. screams.
0: Dreams a little I guess I, I want to sit here and be like I've never been that guy I've always been uh, uh, you know, uh, willing to stand by my choices <laughs> but obviously in ninth grade I wasn't so yeah I think there was a little bit of that probably I but a lot of that was true with Kiss too like none of my friends like Kiss either they were like guys they would always look at me and go dude this ended 20 years ago why do you like this <laughs> I don't know man I wish I did now but I am I'm excited to go to the show tonight. Shine down. Do you know what I love about rock shows is, what that, is that you get beer and you get good looking women. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I wanted to get into this before we all head to Shine Down later. Okay. Apparently, science has now figured out how long you can look at somebody or stare at them. They say before somebody finds you to be creepy. All right. And that's everybody's goal is you want to you want to look at somebody. You want to almost make them aware that you're being checked out to see if they reciprocate. And like, kind of put them on, you know, alert. Like, you know, what, I'm down. Let let's take our pants off. Like, there's a little bit of that that happens when you're checking somebody out. I'm
1: just gonna say, yes, there are times when that's appropriate. But then there's gonna be dudes who are like, oh yeah, I want to have sex with this chick, and it's just gonna like stand there and stare and make people uncomfortable. That's so, a bad call. Balancing act, there, people. You got to make sure that it's a um. What do I want to say? It's well received. You don't wanna. You don't wanna. You don't wanna be staring at people that you don't want. That don't want you. Yeah. Right.
0: And so what they did is they had actors gaze at people through a screen, essentially, okay. and they have figured out that, and I don't know, <laughs> this seems like a pretty fine distinction for me, that 3.3 seconds All right. is the only acceptable amount of time to, to stare or gaze at someone. They say that any shorter even or longer makes you a total creep makes you creepy to that other person. First of all, how would they notice you staring at them for any less than three seconds?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even a stare at that point, it's a glance. And I mean, that's kind of right. what you have to like... You can
0: eye-roll somebody in that amount of
1: time. Right. I mean, you're just looking around the room and your right. eyes fall on people. So, But anything over three and a half seconds, I can see why that's going to turn into like... I would you make sure your mouth is closed, too. Right? You
0: don't want to be a mouth breather at that point, just like staring at them all the way, like, oh my gosh, so pray. I I just... I think I'm a little guilty of this. Not like I won't like creepily stare at you, but I am one of those people that I only enjoy looking at other attractive people. And so like if we're in a room and most people are mutants and you're not, I'm probably going to spend, like, a lot of my time just, like, constantly, like, looking back at you. And I've been caught, like, looking at people. And there's nothing more embarrassing than that. No, it sucks. Like, when when you are kind of checking somebody out and you think they're hot and they kind of turn and they, like, catch you and you're, like, eye to eye with them and you know it's, like, you're busted. I mean, what else do you do there except for the shoulder shrug or walk up and just start saying hello? Like, at that point, you might as well just walk over and start saying hi. I'd send a D-pick. I'd be like, all right, live
1: action D-pick happening
0: right now. As if staring at her wasn't bad enough. (laughs) Having her phone number before she gives it to you, probably not the best thing. Ever either. I do three and a half seconds, so 3.3 seconds, that seems like that seems
1: pretty short. Um, I feel like that's probably before you get caught. You know how you can look at somebody that doesn't necessarily know that you're looking at them, they feel it, and then they look? That's, then probably, they look, that's probably about three and a half seconds there.
0: If you start looking away before they, they turn and see you, do they still know you were looking at them? Because um, I, I do that
1: a lot. It depends on how often you're doing it. Like you said, if you're sitting there in an hour at a restaurant, like, keep looking, keep looking, keep looking, then you're going to get caught. But if it's a you know if it's a one one off thing but it's it's hard to tell because you don't necessarily know what people are thinking when they catch you in that moment because like let's be real I think everyone's been guilty of you're looking around the room and just kind of by chance or just because it's like, sorry, that's where my eyes landed. Like it wasn't necessarily right. that, because I, I mean, it's happened. I've had times people. where I wanted to explain that to somebody. Like I was not stare at you. No, sorry, didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, dude, that's just where I was looking in the room at the moment. So I don't know. It, three, if, it, but here's the thing, if dude, if you're sitting there for 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 four seconds, five seconds, ten seconds of
0: like just staring at somebody, you're making them uncomfortable. You are. I mean, time is longer than you think. Oh like, yeah, like like. Spots, like commercials are sold in radio in increments. And they're normally 15 seconds, 30 seconds, or 60 seconds. I can tell you 60 seconds is a lifetime of information can fit in that. And 15 seconds is much, much, much longer than you think it is. To stare at somebody for 15 seconds, yeah, at that point you want to skin them alive. Like at that point you're a total creep. We will also help you become more confident. That right around the corner on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Also online at Facebook.com slash Sandsbury Show. Where I took, just uh, took this message from Anthony. He says, I'm surprised you being a big movie fan that you have not brought up the death of horror master George Romero yet. Yeah, I um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I we don't get overly crazy about the celebrity death thing here. Um on this program. I know Martin Landau died, too, and I actually said to Fantone earlier this morning, I was like, I'm, I just wonder who the third will be. And, you know, people always say, this comes in threes, and Martin Landau and George Romero, but, like, which? I'll probably lose a lot of cool points with a lot of you right now, but was he Night of the Living Dead?
1: Yeah, it's all the of-deads, Night of Dawn okay. of Day of. I mean, those were the, you know... That's him, right? The groundbreakers.
0: Uh, I mean, definitely a visionary. Definitely some good work, but I'm not a... I'm not going to pretend to be a huge fan of his stuff. I liked it. I, I mean, it's not that it wasn't cool, but I'm not going to, the day after he dies or whatever, become like a, a Romero hipster. Like, it, it, the movies were good. That's about it. And, and, and to me, more than anything,
1: it's not like I'm some, you know, like film aficionado who, like, knows directors and all that. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. All the, you know, Day of, Dawn of, it, obviously influential, obviously a big part of, you know, what the horror genre came to be. But I th- thought the guy was probably dead 15 years ago right i mean really was anybody like dude george Romero's still kicking at 2017 had
0: anybody asked me a week ago whether or not that guy was alive i would have had no
1: idea dead
0: (laughs) i'm reading this thing here about how how to be more confident all right and all of these things are always filled with this very basic information basic to you there's people
1: out there who will find this extremely valuable Basically, you. you have you have more self-confidence than most people, even with all of your like you know, neurotic behavior. Yeah. yeah, you still at the end of the day have more like self-confidence.
0: I those. the thing about me is I know I should be more confident. I'm just not. So yes, I think I probably do have more self-confidence than most people because I know I should have it. I just know I'm insane. It's one of the things as I've gotten older that I've really had to realize and like
1: recognize and like kind of empathize with is that most people don't have that self-confidence. And I always like, like, what do you mean you don't think you can? Can do this like, like come yeah, on like, what's the matter with right, you and people, people just don't have that they don't believe they can do things they don't
0: they say one of the things you have to do here is strike a pose to be more confident mm-hmm. and here's how you do it stand for a minute with your feet apart and hands on your hips i guess like superman mm-hmm. and this expansive open stance will buck you up and juice your courage I've definitely heard of that before. There's, it's going to make me feel like an idiot. There's, there's a commercial right now where, I don't
1: know, this woman's going to a job interview or something like that, and she's standing there in the elevator like Superman posed out. I've definitely heard of that. And well, and think about body language and how important that is. If you're slumped over like a loser, like, Ugh, Yeah, people will pass right over you at that right. point. Like, stand and like do it, and all of a sudden you will feel more confident about it.
0: They also show. say uh, th- that in here that y- y- you should talk better about yourself. Like people will be very self-deprecating, and that you should not do that.
1: Um Obviously, humor is a big part of that. I gotta,
0: yeah, you gotta figure out who you are. If self-deprecating will work for you, you should stick with it. And. Uh-
1: it'll it'll probably work for you. If like you and I, you're confident in yourself. And because it's like, dude, I can make the joke because I know it's not true. because this is
0: not true. Right.
1: People, a lot of people say things, think things about themselves that you would never allow anyone else to say or think about other people. Like you wouldn't allow your, you wouldn't allow someone to talk about your husband like that. You wouldn't allow someone to talk about your best friend like that, but you'll let, you'll let yourself talk to yourself about, you know, you in very derogatory terms. They
0: also say while you're at work, that like if you're in a work meeting, That putting your things directly in front of you cuts you off and that you should spread yourself out across the table. And to me, I think that makes you look rude.
1: Yeah, there's probably a line there of like, dude, if you're taking up more space than you need. Yeah, they say
0: spread out. Use the table's real estate. And I feel like that's terrible advice. I I feel like that you're going to look rude at that point like you don't care about other people's you know boundaries and that kind of thing. I don't well. think that makes you confident. I think that makes you a dick.
1: But rude and confident aren't necessarily exclusive of each other there. I mean like you can be rude and still be confident.
0: Yeah, but they should be – you sh- you should try not to be – there. there's a line. You should try to be confident and make sure you're not being rude because you can be one or the other. You can be both at the same time, but you can be one or the other, and what we want out of society is for you to be one and not the other. I So I, I, I would urge you not to do that. Uh, I I wouldn't just be spread like if your boss calls a meeting, don't just like put your feet up on his desk, spread your things out all over the place. He's going to be like, dude, this guy's a you're not confident. You're an idiot that doesn't understand. There's a difference there. Like you can be like people think they're confident. It's like, no, you don't have any self-awareness that you're doing something wrong right now. There is a difference between being confident and being well, arrogant or, you know, unaware of what you're doing there. But I man, I guess you're right. I guess most people just. I don't want to say most, but I guess a lot of people just aren't self confident and just don't have that. What a, that'd be
1: terrible. A a tough, a tough go of life. Like you just don't, you feel more frozen in the moment than like, hey, I can positively impact, you know, a situation. And I think,
0: honestly, I think it's a lot of people. I really do. Wow. That's crazy, man. I, I, I feel for you. That would be a hard, hard way to go through life. I believe I have stumbled across an angle. On the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight that nobody else has yet, and if they have, maybe I just haven't heard it. But I feel like I have a new angle at this, and I think it. I'm starting to sway towards Conor McGregor's side. I'll tell you why next on the Sansbury Show. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock on 6 nine. We'll pass out some Incubus tickets. That show is July 25th out of Blossom. We'll do that at 9:30. At eight forty-five this morning, I'm working backwards now. Eight forty-five this morning, I'll throw myself onto the bus for the maiden voyage of gold bond <laughs> spray. That uh, we were we were talking about swamp ass on the show on Friday, and people were like, "Dude, just buy gold bond, you sissy!" And like, we get you don't want to buy, it, just use the self checkout. So I did. I went to the went over to the Walmart there, use the self checkout. And uh, I went home and I applied said spray before going and playing some golf. But it didn't, of course, in true spray fashion, it did not go off like well. There were there were a few issues. And I'll tell you that story, at 845. And we'll talk to Scott from com at 8 a.m. this morning. I should make you aware of this because um, I wasn't made aware and until and a little late. But apparently... Dude, we here at Rock 1069 are going to put somebody on the stage and have them open up for Pop Evil at the Goodyear Theater in Akron. Wow. It's yeah. to me. I thought that was awesome. I thought I think that's a cool move. So you can send your info. I mean, I, I got to pull up this pinned thing here. If you want to open for Pop Evil, go to facebook.com slash rock 1069. You'll see this post, but uh, apparently send three audio songs to info at GoodyearTheater.com deadline for those submissions is Wednesday at 10 p.m.
1: Well, hopefully you're not just putting your band together right now. Like, you know what
0: we're going to do? We're
1: going to open for Pop Evil. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, and dude, great opportunity for a local Huge. band. Huge. Yes. I, obviously, you know, New Turn Tuesday, we featured a ton of very talented artists in the, uh, in the local area. Yeah, so. we should have tied
0: this into that. damn. damn.
1: But they have an opportunity here, so yeah, that's awesome. you know. If you guys have ever been on New Turd Tuesday, I'd recommend you send your
0: stuff in. Yeah. Apparently, we we'll, we will announce the winner Thursday morning, and then you perform Friday night. The show's Friday. So send your stuff in info at goodyeartheater dot com. There you go. It's pretty cool.
1: It's a pretty good song right here. I, I'm not a huge Bob Evil dude. I'm really not. Even though I have like good stories about them, I'm not a huge Bob Evil guy. It's a good song. I
0: liked um, Deal with the Devil. I liked that okay. one. I liked that one. That one was all right. And whatever the one about his dad dying, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, shade yeah. of gray or whatever yeah. the hell that one was, I liked that one, too.
1: Uh,
0: I, they're um, all right. I mean, they're uh, they're pretty good for what they do. When I
1: was working up in Michigan, they're a Michigan band, and they're very big up there. Like They're a, um, a guaranteed sellout. And uh, we did this, they like, sound like it. they did this, like, with a, with a hot tub with Pop Evil. And we gave it away at my boss's house, and he had a pool. And at, by the end of the night, dude, everyone's tripping on mushrooms, swimming around in this pool with Pop Evil. It was
0: a good night, it was. That sounds like a good night. <laughs> it was a good time. Know, Holy crap, know. dude, your boss wanted to meet listeners, huh? <laughs> Interesting. What I do, believe in you. I was this up their first be. record? I, I think so. 155. Yeah. Monster You Made was a decent song, too, I guess. I mean, that was, that was pretty good there. I don't mean to say I guess. I mean, Monster You Made was pretty good. Yeah, they're not the worst at what they do. They're not. They're not. I think I've stumbled across something about this Mayweather-McGregor fight that nobody else has yet. And okay. if somebody else has made this, then I'm sorry. I just But this hit me this morning. And I've been one of these guys saying McGregor's got no shot that mayweather is a technical boxer he's hard to hit now he doesn't have knockout power so it could go the distance and but he's a great defensive fighter so people are like mcgregor's not going to land a punch he's just not going to land and i just don't believe that in an entire bout he won't land a punch and connor i will say this can hit you hard and floyd not used to being hit if connor hits him hard i think he can hurt him but I will admit that there may be issues on landing multiple punches in a row. I will grant that because of how, to, you know, how technically sound Floyd Mayweather is. But nobody, and I mean nobody, is giving McGregor a shot. Like, if you bet this fight, you can't bet Mayweather. Because you'd have to bet a million dollars to win any money. The odds are so in Mayweather's favor. Nobody's giving McGregor a shot at this. And it hit me this morning. You know what this reminds me of? The Electoral College. Remember, the math was done. They had the map. Every news outlet had the map. He can't win. She's only. She's going to win in a landslide. He can't win. I fell for it. Fans own fell for it. All of us fell for it. No shot he wins. Bam, he won. And I'm wondering now if we are not setting ourselves up for another one of these. Where everybody thinks they have it right. All the experts have it right. And what we're not thinking of is that it's a fight at the end of the day. And if McGregor gets a hold of him and hits him hard enough, he can knock him out. And that in the fighting world, stuff like this happens.
1: Um, if it was just regular stand-up fighting that McGregor was accustomed to, I would agree with you 100%, but it's boxing, and I feel like it's just going to be a, I mean, you can say that, like, you know, connor has got knockout power, as have the 42 dudes that, that Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. I mean, it's not like those dudes are
0: scrub punchers. It's a not few like, of those guys could hit, yeah. It's,
1: it's, not like, it's not like they picked, you know, Fantone and Stansberry to go fight Floyd Mayweather. He fought some of, you know the best boxers available on the planet when he fought them. I
0: mean, like fought 48 guys,
1: right? right.
0: Well, I mean, not 48 guys. He fought a couple of guys multiple times, but he's been in 48 fights professionally. He's 48. No, right. I believe I have his record, right? I just I wonder if we're not setting ourselves up for, oh, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And then bam, out of nowhere. I also worry about this. People worried about fights being fixed. And I don't know if Mayweather would care if they scripted this to have McGregor win. I don't know if he'd care. You lose the you lose the undefeated thing, but not really. Cause people are looking at this as a as a circus sideshow. I'm not sure this will hang around his neck the way like losing to like Pacquiao would've. Right? Because don't people look at that as like a boxing loss, where people are going to look at this as like a circus loss if he loses? I could be wrong about that, but.
1: I'll take your point. Do you feel like this is a fixed fight?
0: I worry that it could be. To be honest with you, yeah, I do. I don't know if it is, but I worry that it could be. I know, like, I don't know both these guys, but I feel like you can kind of tell who both these guys are. And I don't think either one of them care about that. I think they'd both be sold out for the money tomorrow. I, I think they would both sell out for the money and fi- and be willing to fix the fight. I don't know if it is, but I, I think you could, I don't think either one of these guys has substance as a person. I think they're both very shallow and could be swayed by dollar signs. And so I think the fight could be fixed, which makes me worry that it, that it may be.
1: Um I'm surprised. I really am. I figured with something this big and this, like, you know, the it is a circus. There's no doubt about it. But, um, boy, what an insult to sports. Like, what an insult to sporting fans. Like, if this is, like, a fixed bout, I mean, you put all this pomp and circumstance behind it, and... I'm not trying to take it into that world, but at least WWE tells you it's fake. It's fake, you know what I mean? Like at least you know walking into it, like, well, it's fake, and that's fine because they acknowledge that. But if that's the case, and and I mean, like, just as as a fighting fan, I would feel like, dude, is all this fake? Like, what am I
0: what am I spending this money for? I tell you I think the press conferences have been fake. I don't think any of that stuff's been real. I think th- I think that's all been pre-coordinated and they all knew what everybody was going to say and all of that.
1: Um speaking of press conferences and before we get off this, I do want to give a tip of the hat to uh Money Mayweather um during the last tour of press conference, he they were in New York and he went and um visited uh Precinct 46 where that officer was like assassinated. Oh, yeah. He went there and just like, you know, Kind of showed some support, and I mean, say what you want to say about the guy, but that is that is that is cool. So I'm
0: not a Mayweather fan at all, but I, uh, as a matter of fact, I hate the guy. But I'm not the biggest McGregor fan either. I respect this fight game, but I was always a Diaz fan. And I'd rather have that fight, to be honest with you. I know the
1: rest of the world would rather have this fight. I know we're up against it, but I saw this over the weekend. It was a picture of Floyd Mayweather and all of his bodyguards with him. And somebody posted like, oh, if you were such a badass, why do you have bodyguards? Because if
0: he hits you, he's going to lose every penny he's ever effing made. Dude, there's a reason why simple logic never really becomes a real thing. It's because it's said by simpletons. Why does he have butt? You know what? I, I, I got to go. I, 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 I got to go. Katie Price is a woman your wife probably knows. You may not, but she has an autistic kid, and what she's planning on doing for him I think is going to make a lot of you mad. Like you asking why Mayweather has bodyguards has made me angry. We'll be right back with more Sands Ray Show. Hang on. Love the body.
2: Rock Station, Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stay As A Ray Show, Rock 1069. Online, WRQK.com. We have incubus tickets July 25th. That show blossom. We'll get choked up around 9 30. Also, uh, have some interesting porn stats for the Bible Belt there coming up are. at 8 30. Porn stats. We'll give you those. Scott from WinningForNextYear.com will join us at 8 as well. So, I read this and. I read some of the reactions. I don't even really know who Kate Price is, but apparently she's like a celebrity over in the UK. All right. And she's on like a TV show called Loose Women. All right. And I'm assuming it's because they just are running off at the mouth, like, and that's what makes it loose. I don't think it's like, hey, here's a bunch of whores on stage. I don't think that's what it is. Probably. I think it's like The Chew or like The View or like one of those type things, right? I was going to say Real Housewives of the UK, but. Ah, maybe.
1: Whatever. Maybe. What
0: are we we talking about? Yeah, I don't know what the show is. All right. But. They were uh, doing an episode of the show, and apparently this woman, 39 years old, has an autistic son. Highly functioning, she says. And she admitted that while being a mother, that has thought about the fact that when her son turns 18, I guess he's 16 maybe, that when he turns 18, that her and her husband have kicked around the idea in conversations with one another about buying their autistic son a prostitute. Oh, (laughs) oh, so he can experience sexual pleasure in his life. And at first I was like, you can't do that because I thought about it like from my standpoint, whereas like, dude, if my parents would have taken me to a hooker at 18, why are my parents involved in my sex? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Strange. Wrong. But I wasn't autistic. Right. You know what I mean? And, I was just saying about sex on Friday on the program, and I'm right about this, that it's not a want. It's a need. You need it. It's primal. So at some point, if you're unable to get this for yourself, like if she starved her kid to death, you'd be like, horrible mother, lock her up. Yeah, but I mean, people can go their entire lives and not have sex. Can you go, can you go your entire life and live a healthy life? I don't know about that. Every study I read says you're healthier, you're more confident, It's you live longer. You enjoy life more. I mean, there's a million benefits to having sex.
1: But you can't. I mean, you can survive. Like, it's not like air where you're going to die without it.
0: I mean, you can survive. I guess technically you can survive. In my opinion, you cannot live. And those things, I know that they're different, but they're both important. And I have never raised any child, let alone a child with, like, a... A need in that manner okay but I'm a logical person and I would absolutely talk to my wife about that I would absolutely say at least float the idea do we maybe have to step in here is this maybe our responsibility as parents to do this here Well,
1: I guess the thing with, like, autism, and especially since he's highly functional autism, I I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he could get himself laid, and, you know, it's not like there's, there hasn't been plenty of examples of people who have, you know, special needs who have found a partnership in somebody else, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, if if there's somebody else in his, I don't, I don't, he suffers from
0: partial blindness and Prader-Willi syndrome as well. Um. Which I believe that's the insatiable appetite issue there, right? Um, So it's going to be difficult, to say the least. And I just... I think there might be something to just take them to a professional who's going to handle it respectfully, I would imagine. Because Is she going to? Yeah, I, I think people misunderstand the prostitute thing because of movies and TV. You got to remember, those women see guys like this all the time.
1: I was going to say, do you think there's going to be prostitutes who have an issue with this, like a moral dilemma for a hooker where it's like, I don't know if the, I mean,
0: I kind of leapfrogged over their moral dilemmas. You know well, what I
1: mean? I mean, but I, 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 I can see why there'd be some prostitutes who'd be like, no, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with that.
0: And if that's their choice, that's their choice. And I would be fine with that. Again, I always say, let businesses be who they are. And the marketplace shall depict whether or not you're a business. And so, if they want to say no, then they say no. But I think that there are obviously—do this woman's on TV? She's a former runway model, and she's hot. If they, I'm telling you, she probably knows a woman who would do this for the right amount of money, and maybe that's what they would just do.
1: Um, I uh you know, obviously much like you, it's not like I've I've had a kid with a disability, but um one of the last places I was working, I kind of like made this pal out of a listener, and he was a teenager who had some severe physical like disabilities, wasn't able to control use of his hands and things like that. And I did think to myself, I'm like this kid's never masturbated before, Ugh. and at 15 years old, I mean that's all. That's literally all I was doing. That was like the one and only thing that I was accomplishing on a daily basis. So it, it really did make me think, like, well, what, wh- what do you do there? I mean, that kid's never going to be able to just like have someone else do it. So as his family, and he was like obsessed with sex too. Like any song that was about sex, he'd call me and be like, "Don't play that song about 15 porn star yeah, dancing." Well, or welcome whatever. to being a kid. 15 and never. Had an experience, never has been able to... Even with himself, like, never been able to, you know, let alone alone touch a boob or something like that. I mean, so it was this, like... You know, I'm sure a dilemma for, for his parents of like, he has like normal mental capabilities. Right. He knows that it's all he physical. wants this. He knows that, you know, that he's attracted to women, but he has zero possibility of that ever happening without some sort of, you know, somebody stepping in there. And it was just like, I mean, obviously, I'm glad it's not my problem to figure out there, but y- 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 you know, as a, as a parent of a teenager, they still are a
0: normal teenager. They're a normal person, just right.
1: With special circumstance.
0: I think in this situation, it's compassion. Like I said, if my dad would have just taken me to the bunny ranch at 18 and been like, let's go bang prostitutes. I'd been like, ew, weird, gross. Uh, and now how
1: frequently are you going to have to do this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, is once uh, enough or is once opening up the world of like, hey, dude, this is what it feels like. No, and- once is not enough.
0: I mean, dude, if you're going to open somebody up to the world of sexuality and, and, and make that possible, you can't give it to him once and then take it away from them. Like so, you doing a weekly hooker trip there with your? With is your is it a calendar kid? situation? I don't know. Maybe if you're good, I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know, know how. i I don't know. You're asking me questions. I don't <laughs> have the answer to. I don't know how many gold stars it takes to get a prostitute. But I guess this woman's been under fire before. She's referred to her children as D heads in the show. Like so, this must be like like a Real housewife type thing where she's like kind of yeah. Because it says here that like the cameras were following her around and they had she had like. Called her kids like little d heads. Yeah, parents cuss their kids. All it's, their time. Well, she didn't even cuss Adam. She was like talking to the husband, oh, and then well, called him yeah. that. It's like, dude, people get. What do I always say? Stop with your fake morality. You talk this way about your kids too. Don't get all upset about somebody on TV who's doing it because they're not living at a higher standard than you're willing to do yourself. You big old fake phony liars. And at some point, like if your kid has disabilities, and I. Yeah, I, I dude If I if I had a kid that was born and had disabilities like that, I would talk to my wife and I think I'd probably end up hiring a prostitute. Yeah, you know, I just think it's one of those things where it's like if you can't fend for yourself, somebody has to step in and help you. And I if it was my child, I would step in and help my child. I apparently have a completely different take on Game of Thrones than most of you last night, and uh, we'll recap. We'll we'll do that together next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone.
3: Just kiss your furtakes.
2: The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studes with Medus. On Rock 106.9.
0: Hey, guys, you never have to miss a moment of The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 ever again. Download our free 106.9 Welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 1069. Sold out Shinedown show did later this evening. Look forward to that. We're all excited here at the program. Campbell Theater, baby. Yeah, we're gonna be in attendance. That's the first time that's the first show I'm gonna see there. Oh dude, it's a uh, it's one hell of a uh, one hell of a venue. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hey, be cool to meet a bunch of people. People have been asking me all morning, are you going? Are you gonna go? So yeah, we'll be there. I uh I'm not going to stay out late and like hit the bar scene afterwards though. I will tell you that. I'm going to be 90 and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go see the show then go home, go to bed." I got a uh, dude, I got a rough week. I got shine down tonight, Diana Ross tomorrow night. Thursday night I'll be at uh Nom Nom Popcorn from 6 to 8, being their celebrity scooper. Part of the proceeds uh benefit Project Rebuild there. So I'll see you guys out there Thursday for that too. So yeah, I'm, I'm up late multiple multiple nights this week, dude.
1: Uh, a late week for Stansbury going into an off week for us next week. You uh, you need to you need, uh, you need uh, what do I want to say? You need to be reserved. You need to yeah. uh, you need to be careful with your energy. That's right. And the money.
0: And the money. That's more important there. I have less of that than I have energy. Surprisingly Jeez. enough, Jeez. amazingly enough. 845, I'll tell you an embarrassing story about applying gold bond for the first time. Can't wait. Did not go well. Wow. <laughs> that, we'll, we'll, we'll chalk that up as crash and burn. I'll give you that at 845. If you're uh, like me, you're a Game of Thrones fan. And season seven premiered last night and people freaked out. And I knew this was going to happen before the the episode even aired. There's something that happens when something gets this popular... That no matter what you do, you didn't do it right. It's your favorite band's fourth album. You know right. what
1: I mean? Like, oh, dude, no, you, it's not as good as the first
0: one. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, as soon as you get this popular, you can't do anything right. And I don't know why. As a matter of fact, I do know why. People are surprised that a, that a show that is notoriously known for being slow that season 7 started slow Why are you shocked by that? And I'll tell you why it is We no longer want cliffhangers We want to watch 7 things in a row right. And so You got one episode of Game of Thrones last night And you didn't. You weren't able to do what you, what you have been doing with Game of Thrones Since the last time it was on Which is watching them all in a row See, had they given you episode 1, 2, and 3 Last night, you would have walked away going That was awesome Because you're now a binge watcher, not an episode watcher. That's why you're unhappy this morning about what happened last night. That's why because watching television has changed in the seven years that Game of Thrones has been on. Game of Thrones didn't change. You changed.
1: So they did not release all ten episodes? No. And no? Okay, that's to say you gotta wait till next Sunday. That is tough for people. I honestly I, I tip of the hat to Game of Thrones for it. I'm not a fan, but I, I appreciate that. I think people and that's a big part of the reason why I don't binge watch anything is because you lose appreciation for what's happening in front of you um, because you did just sit down for three hours and just tear a through something. You got to remember, too. And That's why you don't like it. This isn't this isn't you know my show. I don't care whether you guys like this or not, but, like, this is a series as opposed to a movie. With a movie, you've got two and a half hours to get through everything. Dude, this is the seventh season of yeah. Game of Thrones, ten episodes per season, so you guys are on, like, the 63rd hour of, like, uh, entertainment from this program? Yeah, there's gonna be some slow-moving times. Dude, 60 hours plus of entertainment? Like, Yeah, there's going to be some times when it's like, well, they just
0: talked. The entire show is chess. It's not checkers. Like training day. It's chess. That's what the the whole show has always been. It's what it's always been. And, like, I saw guys last night bitching about there not being enough naked women in Game of Thrones, which, honestly, if that's what you're watching Game of Thrones for, you're a loser. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, if it takes naked chicks to get you into dialogue... There's something wrong with you. If you want naked chicks? Go to the internet. That's what porn hub is for. I don't need Game of Thrones. I've never seen the sex scene in Game of Thrones that was like, oh, my God, that's hot. Ever. I've never seen, like, when a girl takes her top, it's just part of it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a hooker laying around a whorehouse. I don't get turned on by it. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's part of the imagery. Like, so bitching about there not being naked women last night. I don't, dude, what are you, 15? Yeah, Get a National Geographic and go to the bathroom. If that was the only access you had to seeing a boob, then, then you're I'm a like, loser. okay,
1: well, I understand it, but. No. I'm trying
0: not to spoil the episode for people because if you haven't got, if you DVR'd it last night and you still want to go home, I'm trying not to give too much away. But if you thought Daenerys was going to unleash hell last night, you don't understand the show. You haven't been paying attention to the show. And, you know, I, I, I read this last night. You know, it's season seven. We don't have time to waste. You know, they already announced season eight. Oh, I thought this was the final season. No, from was, what I understand, if I'm reading this right, they came out this March and said, nah, dude, we're going to have to come back and do more. We're going to have to come back and do two-hour episodes. Now, it is a little on the rumor millish. But if I'm reading this right, D.B. Weiss, writer of the show, David Beninoff, on March twelfth, 2017... Like the seventh season, season eight will be shorter than previous seasons, consisting of six episodes due to the smaller amount of story content and increased production values and time required to film episodes involving involving larger set pieces. And let's say season eight isn't happening. Let's say this is just a rumor and they're not doing eight in seven. Well, then this is the final set. So, of course, it's going to be slow because the end's got to be great, not the beginning. So yeah, if all that's left is for Cersei and Daenerys to go at it, what do you think they're going to get into it in the first 20 minutes of the, of the first episode of the finals? I just, I don't understand. And it's all because of the binge watching. We've become too impatient. If they would have let you watch four of them last night, you'd be like, this is the greatest show ever. But your appetite is greater now than it's ever been. Because you're not used to watching one of something and being and, and having that be enough. You want what you want, and you want it now. Because that's what you've been trained and conditioned to want. And what you get. Now, admittingly, I am an Arya Stark fan, and it was a pretty good Arya Stark episode. So I will admit that walking away from it, that I was pleased because my character got to do some cool stuff. But this pretending that it was any different than any other season premiere they've had is craziness.
1: Like, yeah, dude. I mean, I'm a big John Cena fan, but I'm not going to be like, oh, dude, Randy Orton, he's out there with the WWE title. It's all terrible. Like,
0: relax, guys. It's going to be fine. little dragon chill is going to be all right. Jesse tweeting in says IMDB has a full listing for season eight of Game of Thrones. There it is. Well, then it's never going to end, and we can all relax, dude. Just chill out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then they're, they're going to do the prequel, and right. then Cersei will get her own show, and yeah. then this will happen, and then, you know, Dracaris the Dragon cartoon will come out, and then, dude, you'll, yeah. you'll have a million ways to have access. You think HBO's just going to give up on this financial stream? It's their most successful show in the history of the network.
1: The Game of Thrones Lego movie coming out soon. Oh. Right? It's
0: only, it's inevitable. I did watch Lego Batman over the weekend. Pretty good. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I shut it off, but it is good. Okay. It's All one right. of those things. I was like, "Dude, what am I doing? I'm too old for this." But yes, it was like for th- those movies have to be good for both the dad and the son. And I would say Lego Batman was both good for the dad and the son. Right. Yeah, absolutely
1: not good for the 40-year-old sitting there killing skunks in his living room. No, I was like, dude, what am I doing? I dude, I got to evaluate my life. I <laughs> yeah, I had I had to go outside. I was like,
0: this just feels very precursor to, you know, mass murderer. I got to get out of here. I, what am I doing? I need the sunlight, man. Absolutely. Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com is vacationing in Florida but has agreed to do the segment as always. That happens next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just
3: kiss your fruit picks.
2: The Stansbury Show.
1: Chilling in the studes with Medus.
2: On Rock 1069.
0: Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto family. It was about Far from Wakeham, and I absolutely Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. We have incubus tickets. We'll get choked up around 9.30 this morning. And also 8.45 is when I'll give you my very embarrassing gold bomb story joining us the way he does every monday morning at eight o'clock is scott from winning for next year.com this is a very special episode however as he's on vacation and still willing to do the program by man thank you so much he is there right i believe so scott are you there buddy scott we had just talked to him like seconds ago i mean we were both speaking to scott. him as we put him on hold you did there? we lose him I don't know. Yeah, having a few issues there. I bet you a dollar he'll call in. Is that right? Is that him right there? Maybe, Scott. Oh, is that your phone?
1: Uh, It was my phone telling him to call in one more time. Here,
0: one more. Uh, Here we go. Um, I am hearing about this. Apparently, oh, do we have him now? There we go. Scott, are you there, buddy?
3: There I am. There
0: you are. All right. Thank God. I, uh, I, dude, I appreciate you doing this while you're on vacation. I'm sure your wife is like, dude, what are you doing? We got to take the kids to look at dolphins. Why are you talking to Stan's Ray about the Browns? Everybody knows they blow. <laughs> like, so, dude, thank you so very much for being willing to do this. How are you, man?
3: I'm doing all right, man. Actually, because it's, it's an hour behind here where we are. So oh. it is, uh, I'm just sitting on a screening patio. There's no dolphins.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Well, dude, I hope you're enjoying your vacation. Um, I'm going to ask you this. We'll start here because this is like the big sporting event that's going on right now, uh, or, or that we're talking about right now. Do you, is there any shot McGregor beats Mayweather, or like no shot at all?
3: I mean, if you, I, I, I don't think much of a shot. But every time I see these guys talk, and, and that's what's what's great about boxing, you know, in a way is, is the promotion up to it. Yeah, a lot of people can't stomach it, but you know, some of the, the trash talk and stuff is is some of the best in sports. Um, you know, so I, I hope he has a shot. Cause I think it would be a hugely impressive upset if he did, but I just think that they are limiting it to just boxing and then Connor can't do much else, you know, of his MMA arsenal. Right. Um, you know, I just, I just don't, I think the, the odds are really stacked against them.
0: I think the odds are stacked against them too. I agree with you, but I made the analogy this morning that the last time I was told that a guy had absolutely no shot whatsoever, he became president. <laughs> right, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, just think. I mean, I mean, think,
3: it. I mean it was the same thing when you know, with with Rousey, right? I mean, the last, right. you know, she was rolling through those those you know competition, and she was a hugely massive favorite. Now, again, it's kind of apples to oranges in a way because they're both sure. doing MMA. But uh yeah, no, I mean, you know, unfortunately, it won't be the American public voting for Connor. You know, it'll right. be it'll be you know three judges. You know that'll. Unless, you know, assuming he can survive the the rounds, we'll be forced to kind of judge upon that. We've seen some pretty, you know, conspicuous you know judgments on on the boxing side of things lately. Um, you know, so when you when you when you put the when you add human element to it, you know, maybe there's there's a chance that he can he can do something. But it'll be incredibly impressive if he can one last you know all the rounds and two you know come out with a victory.
0: I would agree I, I i think it will be tough. Mayweather's a great defensive fighter. I think McGregor definitely hits hard enough to knock him out. People say he won 't land a punch. I think he will land punches i don 't think the fight can last very long without him landing I, He will get he will hit him i 'm not sure he'll ever get multiple punches in a row there because of the defensive ability of mayweather i I, I also want to ask you about this another uh, we 're just in the like kind of the doldrums of sport right now. But FS1 and Fox Sports have kind of like launched this new thing in association with Ice Cube called the Big Three. It's half court basketball. It's three on three, and I got to tell you, it kind of works on TV. It, it's um, you know, at first like the play is a little slow, and you can tell it's not NBA basketball. Do you see an opening here for an emerging league?
3: Uh, the my only gripe is it's not live. Yeah, um, my, me I, too. I think not having I think having sports not be live. Tape delays is crazy. It's insane yeah. in 2017. I, would agree. Um, I mean, even even the Olympics, you know, kind of find that out the hard way. Um, and that has a traditionally older audience. Um, I think if they could figure out a way to, you know, produce it and and, and broadcast them live, so we don't know what happened prior to seeing it, um, I think that'd be great. Uh, you know, I I think there's a lot of nostalgia at play,
0: right?
3: Uh, you know, we want to watch some of these guys who we you know we watched Iverson. when we were younger. Know, kind of, kind of, hoop it up in, 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 in a different format. Um, you know, the half-half court's really fun. Three-on-three is really fun. I mean, they, they're three-on-three three tournaments all over the country, you know, throughout the summer. Um, you know, so I do think there's a possibility there. Uh, but again, I think it's as a, and this might just be me, but I, 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 I believe that it would have to be live to really, really catch on, to have the, to know what we're watching when we turn it on. Um, you know, assuming you're a big basketball fan and you're trying to follow that stuff. Um, would be, I, I I think wouldn't be as fun. Uh, maybe there's an element of you know wanting to see how you know certain players did, even though the outcome, the outcome really doesn't matter, right? I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna crown the you know the big ballers or whatever team name they're, they're whoever wins the whole thing, right? Um, you know, we're not gonna you know we're not gonna remember them, you know, next year or the year after. I think it it is really a, a game novel. by game entertainment yeah. thing, but still, I. I yeah, I think there's a possibility, but I really wish they could do it live and kind of bake and make the events a little, more, a little more hyped instead of, you know, hey, tune in to see, you know, something that, that was taped a week and a half ago.
1: I think that at least a part of the appeal to this league, you're right, nostalgia plays a big factor Huge. in it. And yeah. I think there's also a little bit of, I can see myself out there, it's you know, relatable. shooting hoops in the driveway. <laughs> Tell and this, me and my dad, blend. Right. This, right. Feel, this feels appropriate. And, and, and I personally, as a, as a basketball fan, I've been watching far more Summer League games than I have three on three games. Me too, but, actually. I mean, like, I don't expect necessarily. Everyone to follow that, and really, you you brought it up, Dan, that we are in the doldrums of sports right now. When we're talking about, like, well, three on three basketball or summer league basketball, <laughs> which one do you prefer? Um, let's talk and about. If it weren't for Alonzo, <laughs> nobody'd be talking <laughs> summer league. Either. Let's let's talk about the sport that is actually happening right now. Uh, we're talking about baseball, America's pastime, right there. Trevor Bauer absolutely got lit up yesterday. Um, the Indians are in a predicament. I feel like right now, where their number one and number two pitchers are studs, dude. You go out there, you can almost guarantee they're going to win a game. But everybody. After that, it just seems like isn't able to get it done on the mound. Uh, trade deadline coming up in about I don't know a little over a week right now. Um, what is going to happen with the Cleveland Indians pitching rotation?
3: Well, they're they're going to be in the market for a starter. Um, they 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 recognize that if you they can get, you know, I know there's a lot of terms being thrown around. Ace an ace number three, um, which you know you're you're talking would be you know our you know you'd be. You'd be our number two who kind of would be kind of pitching in the number three spot, which is like the ideal situation. Um, you know, the Danny Saler thing is, is unfortunate uh, just because of, you know, they don't know if he's going to be able to be pitching, you know, come October, uh, you know, he's, he's had shoulder problems all season long. Trevor, to your point is the most frustrating pitcher in recent years. I, that, I can that I can come up with on from a Cleveland standpoint anyways, where he can throw a two hitter and strike out 14 and then the next time come out and get and get lit up like you mentioned. So they, you know, they're they're in the market. The hard part's going to be you know, the White Sox just, you know, landed or gave up Quintana and they landed a ton of prospects to get him. Um, you know, you're having teams that are now having that who are having pitcher injuries, you know, similar to Cleveland who might be wanting to pay up. The Yankees are one that that comes to mind, you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of demand as, as, as you can imagine for a starting pitcher. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the Indians can, you know, can afford, you know, there's a lot of sunny gray rumors, the kids from Oakland. Um, you know, some people are talking about Marcus Stroman from, from Toronto, if if they can swing a deal with, um, Mark Shapiro there. Uh, so it'll be, there's there's a, there's a few names to watch. And we, we wrote about him a couple of weeks ago on the site or a couple of days ago, I should say, uh, you know, our Indians coverage has been, you know, Even though it's the doldrums, I I give those guys a lot of credit because they've come up with a lot of different ways to look at the sport. And you know, but it is it is starting pitching that the Indians will will want to at least attack on the you know before the trade deadline. Some people will talk about catcher. I don't think they'll make a move there. And then the issue is going to be, of course, what are they going to give up? Because their their catcher prospect, is one of the best in baseball. Depending on what list you look at, he's anywhere between like three and six. Which so when you when you have that. And we love our prospects in Cleveland, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they give up and or or what they other teams want, I should say, in order to uh, pry away a pitcher from them.
1: Yeah, the Tribe obviously made a big move when it came to prospects last year, and they landed Andrew Miller, so I feel like now is the time for bold action. Now is the time to do something, and if you want to get a Sonny Gray, if you want to get an Alex Cobb, if you want to get a guy like that who's legit going to be a starter in the number three position there, um, you're going to have to give up something of value in return. I know everybody's like, oh, we'll just trade in Tyler Naquin. I don't know if that's necessarily Nobody wants work. Tyler um, One of the names that I, I, I feel like is going to to inevitably be brought up when it comes to a trade with the Tribe um, is uh, the Leviathan, uh, Bradley Zimmer. And do you feel like that the Indians would be in the right to make a trade for a young guy who could be the face of the franchise for the foreseeable future? Um, do you feel like that would be a smart move?
3: Depends on who they get. I mean, if they can get a guy with two and a half, three years of control um, you know, to, at a decent price, I think you have to do something like that. Um, you know, but if it's a, if it's a one-year rental, you know, you're not doing it for Jonathan McCoy. Um, and that's, and that, that's, going to be where the, the, the tough thing's going to happen. I mean, Zimmer has single-handedly, you know, changed the defense in center field for the Indians. I mean, outfield defense last year was among the worst in baseball, you know, and just, and they, and they made it World Series. And, and it really reared its ugly head, you know, in the World Series. Don't remember, you know, Naquin had a couple of those drops in center. Uh, right. there were games where they had to put Carlos Santana in left. Um, you know, what I mean, and that those are those are not ideal situations. Now, having Michael Brantley back obviously helps. Uh, Lonnie's been playing when healthy, uh, really great ball. You know, at the plate and and in right field, and Maquin's defense has been off the charts. So they're, they're you know he's saved a lot of runs, and when you have a team that has had you know you know I don't want to say had trouble scoring runs um, because they're they're among the league's best in scoring runs, but they've had games or stretches where the runs aren't exactly coming as much as they should, given the you know the guys that they're putting in scoring position. Having a guy like Naquin can, can win you a baseball game. Or, uh, I'm sorry, like Zimmer can win you a baseball game when things are tight. So, I, you know, I think they'll be very hard-pressed to get rid of them, especially since they traded Frazier last year. Um, you know, they, they, they were the two prospect outfielders, and then the Yankees wanted Frazier for Miller, and they, and they got him. And, they, and he's playing very, very well for them right now, given his situation. But I think they'd be really hard-pressed to move, given their – the lack of depth they have in the farm system at outfield that they would move their top two outfield prospects and back to back
0: We're talking to Scott for for WaitingForNextYear.com. Before we let you go, buddy, I want to go back to basketball real quick. LeBron has been sitting courtside at Summer League games, and he has come right out and said some very complimentary things about Lonzo Ball, current uh, L.A. Laker, which has, of course, the internet rumor mill buzzing that LeBron wants to go to Los Angeles and be a Laker. Now, I, of course, want LeBron to be a Cavalier. I don't think he will be after this season. I think he's out. That's just my opinion. Um, But even as a Cavs fan, I got to tell you, LeBron and Lonzo on the same team in Los Angeles? I mean, it's good for the NBA, right? I know it's not good for Cavs fans, but it's good for the NBA, right?
3: It would definitely be good for the NBA um, in terms of viewership, in terms of getting that franchise back into some sort of level of respectability Matter, right. after, you know, after all the years of, of, of horrible basketball. I know there's going to be a lot of Cavs fans who are listening say, "Who cares?" You know, if 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 LA is a good franchise, I mean, the league cares. I mean, it's the second biggest market, right? And uh, you know, in, in in the country, and when you're talking about revenue and things like that, having a respectable franchise in your cornerstone markets is uh, is is very very important. Now, I wish they could figure out a way to do that without having to take LeBron James from Cleveland. Um, you know, there's been horrible years of mismanagement, and they they've had lots of chances, and they just have not. You know capitalized upon them um you know i don't I don't begrudge anyone for going out there and watching Lonzo or any of those kids playing summer right. League football. Um, you know he's he's just as you mentioned as we talked when we started the phone call i mean he's he's the guy to watch in that summer league, so that LeBron James is watching him. I don't know if that's indicative of anything l a related as much as he's the star. I mean he did it what he would have done with Ben Simmons right. you know I mean you know there's you know and Ben Simmons is, uh, is represented by clutch and but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's going to Philly. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of young talent coming up that I think LeBron is very interested in. And, and something worth pointing out is LeBron's also trying to get Lonzo Ball to join Nike and ditch the big baller brand thing. So I think there's a lot of wooing going Uh, on, much like, much like when LeBron was hanging around Calipari's team in Kentucky to try to get John Wall to come. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons, you know, business wise, that LeBron would be wise to have, um, you know, a guy like Lonzo on his side. And I, and I think, you know, and, 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 and Lonzo's playing the game pretty well. I mean, he, you know, he worked, he wore Nike's a couple games ago, wore Adidas the other night, I think he hit Steph on a couple of days ago. And yeah. now he had a, you know, a D, you know, so he's, he's, I think he's playing the free agent card a little bit on this shoe thing. And I, and I think, uh, LeBron being out there has just as much to do with that, uh, as it does, you know, potentially moving to LA.
0: Hadn't thought of that. That's a great point, as always, by Scott from Year.com. My man, we are done with you. Go back to your wife and kids and finish out your vacation. We'll talk to you again next Monday.
3: All right, man. Talk to you. We'll see you soon.
0: More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang up. On. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We have uh, incubus tickets. We'll pass those out at 930. The show on the 25th. That's out of Blossom. We'll get hooked up here shortly. Somebody just told me that the Irish Exchange
1: in
3: Canton closed. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I um, I know they were having some sort of issues. I think there was like a tax audit issue, something. Oh. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, it was, I believe, over the weekend or late last week that they uh, decided to close it down, board it up. Irish Exchange, no more. Hmm, and sad. They had good sandwiches. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a Canton institution, so, you know, I think plenty of people are kind of bummed about it. Um, but much like the Giesen House, you know, you can say, like, oh, dude, I can't believe they closed. And it's like, well, when was the last time you went? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't believe it, but they need money. That's
2: true.
0: People in this country love pointing out hypocrites. We love yeah. them. When we think somebody else is being hypocritical, we love going hypocrite.
1: We love that. Um, I do. I love pointing out hypocrisy as well, but it doesn't make you right. Just because somebody else is wrong or somebody else is hypocritical, it's not like, well, there's my point.
0: You can both be wrong at the same time. Yeah. But there's new numbers put out by Pornhub, and I'll get into this towards the end of this. But Pornhub needs to be careful about how much data they're releasing to the public, and I'll tell you why here in a little while. But Pornhub reports that the Bible Belt is the largest consumption the, are the states with the largest consumption of gay porn in the country. Hmm. According to the numbers, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Georgia lead the south in gay porn. The state with the highest percentage of gay porn viewers in the nation is Mississippi at 5.6%. Would have never guessed Mississippi.
1: I mean, California is the go-to answer there. You know what I mean? It's a far more progressive place. You
0: know, it led the way when it came to gay marriage and stuff like that. California, for sure. 5.3. So not far off of Mississippi, but Mississippi is the highest of the southern states. But as a whole, the southern states. Wow are large gay porn viewers. Now, I'm not totally surprised here. When people tell you to stay away from something, it's normal. A lot of times, I don't want to say normally, but a lot of times what it is is I'm into this and I wish I wasn't. I don't know how to deal with my feelings of me being into this. So what I'll do instead of working on myself and bettering myself as a person is I'll tell the rest of the country that they're going to hell in a handbasket because this is happening. And I think that's what you're seeing here.
1: I I understand the uh, the appeal of the taboo when it comes to sex, but for the most part, that's not necessarily going to make you change the orientation of uh, what kind of pornography you're watching where it's like, I I understand that like, hey, you know, uh, doing fetish things like, you know, whether it's BDSM or, you know, a million other things that are kind of into Big the weird women. into the weird right. sex. It's like, well, yeah, maybe I'll poke around with that because I'm told not to. But as a heterosexual man, I, 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 there's just no amount of 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 hey, it's taboo that you can tell me that's going to make me want to consume gay porn. I always feel like porn's, yes, it's fantasy world. There's no question about that. But it kind of shows your true colors a little bit there of like, well, dude, this is you having your own sexual experience here. If you're
0: watching that,
1: that's obviously
0: something you're into. Ohio came in at 4.2% wow. gay porn viewers. I,
1: I it. <laughs> And it's not like, I mean, let's be real, on the, on the scale of, well, you know, out of every hundred people, X amount are gay. It's not like it's going to be any different in Ohio than it is in Mississippi, right? I mean, there's the same amount of gay people here as there are there I when think. it comes down to it. Now, closeted homosexuals, then yeah, you might have a case of like, well, a lot of oh, people in, live, so- in the South, yeah. Right. A lot of people live in the closet because of their, their fear, but like.
0: Honestly, I dude, a lot of people in Ohio live in, in the closet out of fear, too. People like to pretend Ohio's this big, huge, progressive place. It's not. Like, it's really not. Like, I, I tell this story all the time. I was pro gay marriage in 2007, 2007. 2008 on the air when I was doing afternoons if you would have read my my listener email then your head would spin at at the anger and vitriol that came from that so we gotta stop pretending like we've been this state that's just like hands across America we love everybody we're not Ohio's not that place it's just not I know the cities are but you get outside of those it's like anywhere else man you get in the rural parts of the state and dude this is backwoods country in Ohio and look what happened here
1: do, do you think that at this point that rural areas are still going to be less accepting of, of homosexuals than, than city and suburbs? I think so.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think so. I still think, I think, and I'm guessing because I don't know, but if I get real South T County and two gay guys walk into a bar on Friday night and it's apparent that they're gay and that they're there together, that going to be a problem? I'm assuming it is, but I don't know that. I guess more so than in Buzzman. You right? know what I mean? Like yes, I just yes. I, I just would think so. I, I but I don't know that to be true. I guess that could be bias that's been beat into my head by media and that kind of stuff. I don't know it to be true, but it feels like it would be. And if I'm Pornhub, they, they gotta be careful here. Okay. It's one of the biggest porn sites in the world. They say that's mm-hmm. thirty five million daily users. <sighs> you got to stop releasing this data. You ever notice? They're the only ones that do it. They do it all the time, too, and it's always very interesting. They always Porn doesn't know. do this. X Videos doesn't do this. The rest of these companies don't do this. And sooner or later, Pornhub, what people are going to do is, why are you examining me this much? Why are you looking into what I'm watching? Sooner or later, people are going to figure it out. Oh, I, my porn habits are in this study. And the more you make, the more you start pointing this stuff out and look how weird this is, this and that, I think people will start to use your business less. Especially if you were the only person doing it, if PornUp was the only porn site in the world, I'd be like, dude, do whatever you want. But the problem is there's 9,000 of these type tube channels and nobody else seems to be doing this. Are they doing it behind closed doors? Yes. They're looking at you too. But PornUp's constantly putting this information out and I'm telling you, man, sooner or later, people are very nervous about their sex because they're worried they're going to be judged for the kind of sex that they have and or want. And if you keep shoving these studies out there, sooner or later, people are going to be like, dude, I don't want this information about me thrown out there. And people are going to start to trust you a lot less than they currently do. That would just be my advice to porn up. I would tighten your game up and not let so much information out about your personal business and who is using what to look at what. I had an embarrassing story happen. We were talking about Swamp Ass on Friday and that, you know, people were like, dude, you got to start using Gold Bond and the like. And I was all neurotic about having to buy it. And sure enough, I bought it and then I went home and I did something with it and honestly I don't think people are going to let me live alone anymore after you hear this story. I'll give that to you next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Today was going really well and really fast. I just looked at the clock I was like, damn, almost 9 o'clock already.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now I'm going to do something that's going to make my day crash and burn and I don't like having to do this, but we were talking about swamp ass on the program on Friday, and it became like one of the most request. like people hit me up all day that day. We're like, do run that again tomorrow? Run that again this weekend. Everywhere I went Friday night, people were talking to me about that. So it must have been a hit, right? And through that conversation, everybody's kind of dealt with it. That's why. And through that conversation, we had found out. That I had never, I had used this phrase, I had never powdered the balls there. I'd never like bought like the gold bond and like done that. Give them a shake, right? And then I, I just, I felt like that jug of that powder is huge. You got it like two handed off the shelf and like, like setting it down on like the belt at the store just was going to make me nervous. I was like, I don't like it. When you're putting yourself in a very, um, what do I want to say, a, 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 a position you know it wouldn't
1: necessarily want to be caught in when you're powdering them as well. That's a, uh, you know, a, 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 it's something you're going to want to do privately.
0: And the powder room sounds like a, where chicks go. I don't want to, Necessarily want to be in there, right? And so then people who were hitting me up on Twitter on Friday said, Do quit being a psychopath and just use the self checkout thing. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I
1: understand why you wouldn't necessarily want that big thing of gold bond, like you know, going down the conveyor belt towards the checkout woman. But I mean, it's not like Hi, I'm ninety. Right? Yes. Give me your number. But it's not like it's not like you had like the pens and lube there. Like you know, eh,
0: I feel like gold bond's not that bad. Well, you stop looking at my shopping (laughs) cart. Apparently, is what needs to happen. So I was like leaving the office, and I, was, I knew I was going to be at the golf course at some point. Right. I was like, oh, well, it's going to be hot. It's going to be right. muggy. What a perfect test to take the Gold Bond out for a maiden voyage would be the golf course, right? Of course. So I stopped at the store on my way home. And I get into the aisle where all this stuff is, and Jesus, there are a lot of options for
1: this. Right, dude, just going down there with all the other geriatrics, just Stan Sperry, and he just said,
0: what kind of gold bond cream do you use? Yeah, you can get a copper sleeve for your wrist (laughs) and gold bond in the same aisle. It's like, dude, it's literally, hey, your life has passed you. It's that. They don't even do the number. The aisle don't have a number. It's just just the Grim Reaper and the sickle, like the scythe or whatever the hell that thing is. He's just standing there, just looking like the Sons of Anarchy logo, <laughs> and your life's over. Like, that's what the aisle looks like. All right. And so I go in there and I'm like, all right. And I, don't, I didn't like the idea of a powder. Okay. Because I was like, dude, what's just going to happen? What, there's just going to be like white, powdery substance in, in my drawers all day. Nah, don't like it. Can't have it. Don't want anything to do with it. Right? So then people were telling me, quit being a psychopath again, just use the spray. Okay. And it's like a deodorant type spray. Type thing, I guess. And so I go in there, and sure enough, there's like a thousand options. So I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So I just pick one. I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever. I'm just snatching one, and we'll go. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it matters that much. You just get one of them, and hopefully it works for you. So I got in the, like I don't know, it's like the brown bottle, Gold Bond Ultimate Men's Essential Body Powder Spray. Nightfall scent.
1: Okay. Well, that all sounds like the right stuff. There, you went with name brand. You didn't go generic or anything no, no. like that. You went with a spray which you felt more comfortable with, and the Nightfall scent. I, uh, I, I'm sure it was, you know, very masculine and rugged.
2: Ah, uh,
0: little urban. Okay. <laughs> okay. on that, okay. On <laughs> that right. side, like a little bit too close to the Black Ice ah, air freshener for the okay. car. Little, little too close to that for comfort for me personally. But that's not the issue. But I'm glad I went name brand because people were telling me that apparently your pores can get blocked by this stuff Jeez. and it'll stop you from sweating altogether. People have had to go to the hospital. Jeez.
1: I know that like the actual powder like has caused ovarian cancer in women before. Like, as really? A, yeah. Like it's a, it was a pretty big issue there um, where I think Johnson and Johnson like baby powder was sued for it because I didn't you know, know it was hmm. yeah, causing
0: issues in women. So I decide, I pull the trigger and I decide to buy the said product. All right. So I head home. And I, and I start. I can the,
1: just see you being so nervous in the car and like. The whole oh way. Gosh. Just <laughs> gripping the steering wheel tight. I don't want to
0: spray my balls, man. I don't want to do it. Okay. Right? So then I drive home right. and, uh, you know, my buddy's like, hey, let's meet at the course around, you know, X time or whatever. It's like, all right. So I got time to like do this all properly.
1: <laughs> dude, it's going to be like, pss, pss. It's not like. It's not like this is going to be a
0: huge ordeal. But, no, okay. dude. All everything right. in my life is a huge ordeal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dude, when you're neurotic, man, everything takes all. All you got everything and so I was like, all right, we'll take a shower mm-hmm. So I showered all the way down now Faito was tell me Friday, fries like dude, pull the hairdryer out and like dry them down and I was like nah 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 first of all, I don't even own a hair dryer <laughs> You know what I mean? Nah, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that well You want to get all the way to dry before you start applying any
1: sort of powder You got to make sure they're really dry because last thing you need is just a kind of towel dry them <laughs> and then you know You've still got that feeling of like moisture in there. I, I have a lot of questions about this and I'm still <laughs>
0: I don't think I did it right. Right? So I'm, like, in the shower, and I'm starting to, like, freak out. (laughs) It's like I'm, like, washing my hair, and it, like, hit me. It was, like, in 90 seconds, you're going to have to spray your balls. (laughs) I don't want to. Don't make me do it. And so I'm like in the shower, like freaking out about this, right? So I get out and I'm kind of got the towel. And I'm kind of doing the, you know, mm-hmm. the shimmy and the shake there, getting everything dried off, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, is anybody else thinking about my naked body shaking around? <laughs> yeah, welcome to Monday. Welcome to Monday, right? And I had said on Friday about the spray that I was nervous about it because I was afraid that I was going to well, like the sensation of it and that I would become a gold bond addict. Okay. And that I'd have like a keychain version where I was just spraying down at commercial breaks and all kinds of things. I was like worried about what could happen there. Right? So sure enough, I get fully like dried off and it's now spray time. <laughs> so I, uh, I open the medicine cabinet and I pull it out and I went to go press it and I hadn't unlocked it. I was like, damn it. I was like, I thought it was going to be done right there. And now so I had to like twist it open. And so we spray down. All right. And sure enough, it's unsettling. It, it's okay. dude it's a little cold it's a, like uh, it's, it's got any like co2 type mm-hmm. thing it carries that like winter is coming vibe
1: right like <laughs> a spray on sunscreen where it's like ooh, it's a little chilly there. yeah it's a okay. little unsettling okay
0: right but then i was like ooh, i don't hate it right okay. so then you get a little bit more liberal with the <laughs> with the applying with the application of it right and I'm <laughs> so bad. I'm not exactly sure the system of or how much or where it goes and where it doesn't go. But I will tell you this: at some point, my right foot <laughs> ended up on the bathroom counter for the spray down. OK, so like there I am, one foot on the ground, one foot up on the on the kitchen or uh, I'm sorry, bathroom like counter. Don't do this in your kitchen for the love of no. God. Do not. No, no, no. You can see right out to the parking lot from my kitchen. <laughs> so so you, doing you, you've got the Captain Morgan going. OK. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got a little Captain <laughs> Morgan. Got a little Captain in me. Right. As I, as I got the foot up on the sink. And so then I take the can and we start spraying the undercarriage area. <laughs> and here's where it went bad.
1: It went bad a long time ago, dude.
0: I had forgotten, or I didn't know. Apparently, I had a small, unseeable cut from some manscaping issues, and I got some night scent gold bond <laughs> in that. And the floor still a little <laughs> wet from the shower, and I got one foot up on the kit uh, on the on the sink, and I like almost like fell backwards. I had to grab like the shower curtain, and I just thought to myself, "This is how it goes." This is how it ends. 15 years, esteemed broadcast career, and the line in the Canton repository will be, Stansbury died spraying his balls down. It almost felt fitting and sad. And I was like, oh, my God, I have hit the you can't live alone stage anymore. Like, all of a sudden that I've fallen and I can't get up, it's no longer funny. It's like, yeah, dude, where is life alert? Somebody give me a button. Dude, Gold Bond should come with a life alert button. Is You know what? I'm not talking about this anymore. I feel like I'm going to be single for the rest of my natural born life. Now, let me ask you this. One more. One more. Yeah. Should I see like a white coating on body parts from this? Yeah, I mean, you're spraying that powder
1: onto it, so I don't think it's clear. You're spraying that powder, so yeah, there should be a little, a little like powder there of, 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 you know, where you applied it. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't worry. sure. I was like,
0: what, am I spraying it too close? I will say this worked. Did you, I was gonna say, did you try it again? Did you like it? Are you gonna do it again? Oh yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I dude, I, I took not one but two showers yesterday. Like I said, I've become an addict. I'm like a goal I'm gonna try all multiple kinds. I'm getting the I'm getting the yellow can today. I can't wait. I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna be a gold bond. At somebody, give me a gold bond endorsement. I'm happy to do it. Oh my god, oh my god. Uh, the world needs more warning labels, apparently, and we are going to get at least one more, I assume, and I am actually on the side of this. We do need to warn people, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just
3: kiss your friend, thanks.
2: The Stansberry Show.
1: Chilling in the studes with my dudes.
2: On Rock 106.9.
0: Hey guys, you got right here for the Wacom Auto Family. Whether you're looking for a certified pre-owned or new car, Wacom is the place you need to be checking out. You can do so in person at the Wacom Auto Mile West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, or do what I did start online at Wakem.com. If you're in the market for a new car, let's check out Wacom Mitsubishi. As right now, they have the 2017 Mitsubishi Outlander that was voted the 6 9 Welcome back to the Sansbury Show and Rock 106.9. About a half hour away from getting hooked up with those Incubus tickets. That show on the 25th out of Blossom will get you hooked up here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Looking ahead at tomorrow's program. New tour Tuesday will be at 9 o'clock, brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocks. You know there, where I'll be tomorrow night for Diana Ross. We're going to handle tomorrow's episode a little differently than normal. Normally, what we do is we play like a top 40, like maybe rap, hip hop, like top 40 type song. Then we play a country song and then we kind of play a rock song in a local if we have it. Tomorrow, we're going to do an audible and we'll start the episode with new prophets of rage, which that should be pretty good. It's Rage Against the Machine and uh, like Cypress Hill and uh, Chuck D, right? And like Mm -hmm. that, that whole thing. That show at the Agora was so good. I was so happy I worked that. So we'll start with their new song. And then Fantone actually has been on me for a few days about this new country song. He's like, dude, and I haven't heard it yet, but he's like, I'm telling you, man. He's like, this is the song for New Tour Tuesday for country this coming Tuesday. And I said, dude, I trust you. So if you feel like that's what it should be, I'm, I'm, I'll, am i yes, we'll do it. Oh, we'll be kicking the dust up for so sure. Apparently it's new Brett Eldridge. Mm-hmm. And then to end the program. What we will do is we actually will play you a little bit of both of the new Kid Rock songs. It's got two of them out now. And uh, his show, August 6th, Tom Benson Stadium, part Jeez. of uh, part of the Hall of Fame festivities there. That's coming up soon. Yeah, right around the corner. Like August 6th? Dude, it's yeah. July 17th. He, God damn. He and Toby Keith will be here any minute.
1: Kicking dust up. I like That'll be it. cool. So
0: Spe- we'll play a couple of Kid Rock songs. Speaking of.
1: Heard nothing but good things about dude. The Hall of Fame looks like everything's uh, going according to plan. Should be no issues as we uh, as we get into Hall of Fame festivities. That's good. Did
0: yeah. you see they put the gold seats in? I did
1: see that That's as awesome. I was driving by this morning. It yeah. seems like they're working nonstop now. It seems like there's Wrong. always somebody out there. I, d-
0: they just have been a little unlucky. I was a little worried about the timeline just because, dude. It's been so rainy lately. Right. Oh, like, dude,
1: it's been this whole summer, man. It's the story of the summer. Yeah, yeah the I mean, it's just
0: and, it's been a rough up and down golf season. Uh, you know, as a guy who likes to play golf, it's been rough for that because of the rain. So when you're talking. And construction. I was I was a little curious about whether or not that was going to have any effect on that. So it's good to hear that they're thinking about opening.
1: And this is just or that they will be. Open. This is you know me always trying to champion things. Canton and, and certainly the Hall of Fame being one of those main things. I saw a a, thing. A, a story in the repository and uh, Hall of Fame President Dave Baker was talking about how this you know Benson Stadium will be the best pro or the best high school sports. Stadium in the country. That's, you know, that was his thing that he kept harping on over the weekend, or the story that I, I read over the weekend. And in it, he was talking about how. Uh, you make a connection with your coaches in life. And as a young man, as a young woman, you connect with those coaches and throughout life, you kind of continue that, 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 you know, connection. That's true. Um, And he talked, he said something, you know, he's like, I've been all over the country and it's not the chemistry teachers. It's not the choir teachers. It's your coaches that you keep coming back to. Well, over the course of the weekend, that of course turned into like, Oh, what do you hate chemistry teachers? Oh, what do you hate the fine arts programs? Dude, the guy's making a point, relax, quit taking everything so seriously and let the point be. There,
0: I would think most football players. Yeah, that when they're done and they graduate, they probably have a stronger connection to their offensive line coach than they did the guy teaching them Beowulf. Why is that so hard to understand? And I, 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 I mean, it's not like it's not like
1: David Baker came out and said, you know what? F chemistry class. Did that's not even in the remote like sense of what he said, but that's totally what it was being presented as. And it just people just want to complain about something.
0: So I want to complain about them. Yeah, that, that seems like a little nitpicky for me. I mean, that's David Baker's job. Right, right. The dude who champions football is probably going to champion, champion football, football coaches.
1: yeah, <laughs> And the
0: authority figures that yeah. your kids encounter yeah. in their journey in football. I... uh it's good to hear that they're on schedule cuz yeah. I got to tell you by the eye test it didn't feel that way for a little while so I was a little curious where I was like man driving by I was like man I wonder if we're going to be here if, I I wonder if they're going to be ready now here's what I know there's no way they're not going to have the right. event take place right. so I think what we're going to deal with here what because the pe- people are you know there are people who are telling me now it's like it's not close and I think w- what you have to realize is is that definition of the word done is going to be different Are there still going to be things that are done after Hall of Fame weekend to that stadium? For sure there is. But we, they will be open and the event will go on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're sitting, really, we're getting close to the end of stage two, I believe, where it's like this was a multiple, you know, tiered program here of how, how the, the village and everything was going to unfold. Um, just because everything's not at 100%, it doesn't mean that Kid Rock and Toby Keith aren't going to be up there. They're going to be playing.
0: They're going to be playing and they're going to be just fine. You'll get two, uh, two new Kid Rock songs tomorrow on the program there you go that'll be good stuff i uh, i'm looking forward to hall of fame weekend i am as well it's uh I, you know i know they put the uh that new mural of namath up that's kind of cool it's just a cool time around uh around canton and the surrounding area this time of year it's just you can tell it's just different I believe that uh, the festivities,
1: uh, well, I guess officially start this weekend as the community parade happens, and I think the um, crowning of the Miss Hall of Fame 2017 happens this weekend. Really? So we really are, like I said, I mean, dude, sitting here July 17th. Yeah, we're two weeks out essentially from like things things actually going
0: down. So somebody yeah. needs to introduce me to the Miss Hall of Fame high schooler, buddy. Oh no, Got never to, mind. Nope, don't do that. Nope, don't do that. Nope, don't nope, do that. Nope. nope. Thought we were maybe talking about a Malone grad there. I didn't. <laughs> nope. Okay. Not, okay. Not all right. Not of
1: anything. I don't think. But,
0: be- All right. Yep. I, uh, I I retract. I retract, retract said statement. I retract said statement. You know what? I'm just going to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to we do. we Show right around the corner. Hang on. The
2: Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome
0: back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those incubus tickets to end the program. That'll happen in a few minutes from now. That shows July 25th out at Blossom, 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. Lori hit me up during the break. She's like, Stansbury, I laughed so hard this morning at the story about you spraying your balls with Gold Bond. I had to pull back in my driveway so nobody would see me laugh slash cry. I found out today dude as long as you admit embarrassing things about yourself people will laugh and think it's funny it's
1: how you get to the land of milk and honey That's right, right there just let them know about your humiliating experience doing doing things that old people do on a regular
0: basis It is the system the moment your body the moment like your inner voice says oh don't talk about that do it just pull the trigger just do it It's never been like the great thing that I thought of It's never been like this really great point that I've had It's always like the -the off-the-cuff stuff When people stop me in the store Dude, when you couldn't remember the words to the Pledge of Allegiance I died laughing It's always that stuff It's never like this great thing that I spent all this time preparing and planning for It's always like, oh yeah, and then you said this That's how it works They went Inside, man If you missed that story, it will be up shortly After 10 a.m. at wrqk.com in the podcast It was pretty funny I have to admit, almost dying in my, in my home bathroom, alone, with a broken skull, was well, pretty funny there. A guy sent me this article and said, what do you think about this, knowing that I still bartend a little bit here and there, and uh, this is all about how you should no longer just send a woman a drink in a bar. Okay. And I agree. Yeah. He, he said to me, he's like, what do you think about this? And I, now, I work at a concert venue. I work at the Agora in Cleveland, and um, it will, that's a venue. So it's not necessarily a bar. So there's a very good chance people are at the bar for two seconds and then walk away. The amount of times a guy has flagged me down and said, yo, dude, you see that really cute brunette right there? It's like, yeah, dude, I'm stuck behind the bar. You don't think I know where all the pretty girls are? Like, come on. I know exactly where they are. And, you know, I say, yeah, whatever, you know, this, that, get her whatever she's drinking and just put it on my tab and I'll do it. And the amount of times I'll set that drink down in front of that girl, she's like, I didn't order this. I know, but the guy down the bar and they'll pick it up and walk away from the bar and never even acknowledge you. Like, that's what happens now. I There used to be this thing where women, I think, would feel a little bit of responsibility if you bought them a drink. Well, I better go say hello now. But they know that you're a creep now. And they know there's there's a very good chance you're probably going to try to roofie her too. So like, they're just going to walk away from you and not pay any attention to you.
1: In in a sense of responsibility, like nobody owes you anything. Nobody in owes life. you that. No, if, what I'm saying, yeah. I, but if if you think that like they don't, you're entitled to a conversation with the woman because you bought her a drink without even asking her. Come on, dude. Like that that just reeks of desperation to me. To me,
0: it just. There was a there was a moment in time where it was like slick and smooth. But now it's become like the cliche thing, mm-hmm. and once it's the cliche thing, you better not be doing it. I um I have ever since, I mean
1: age 21 when I first started going to bars, I kind of set myself that rule of like no dude, you're not turning into buy chicks drinks guy. Like that is the worst place in the world to be. I honestly, I think I can say I have never bought like, a girl that I was pursuing in that evening, like a drink. Like, obviously, I bought my girlfriend drinks, and, you know, that's...
0: So even, like, while hanging out with friends, a girl in the bar, you're not going to buy a round of drinks? Not, a buy a
1: round of drinks? That's yeah. that's different than me buying her a drink. That's, that's, when I'm saying, like, specifically, like, talk to her, oh, hey, can I buy you a drink? Never done that.
0: Never just randomly send a girl a drink, either. I don't, I won't randomly send a girl a drink. I think, to me, it just screams you don't know what to do. It just screams, I'm terrible at this, and the only way I can get you to talk to me is gin. Right, and I,
1: I feel like, to me, it's like, I've got other things to add here. It's not like the right. only its not like the only reason you're talking to me is because I have money. In fact, most points of my life, dude, I didn't have any money, so it was like, no, dude. This is the most money you you've can, ever had. You can either make her laugh, or you can not be in that, because I'm not turning into that guy of, of oh,
0: you know what? Hey, I'll buy you a drink. I, yeah. I can't say that I've never bought a woman a drink. Obviously, I have. But I... Like you, I will never just send drinks because I'm a conversationalist. I can I if it's not gonna be you, I'll talk to the the other woman sitting next to you or the one at the other bar or another bar down the road later tonight. It's not it doesn't have to be you. And so I've kind of always like looked at it the same way. It's like, nah, dude, I, I'm a conversationalist, I can handle this. I would say that for me it kind of looks like you don't know what to do. And so you're taking all of your cues on how to pick up women from movies. And if that's what you're doing, you're probably in a bad now, taking them from radio shows probably not. Much better. <laughs> you know what I mean? But don't but don't just follow what the movie tells you to do. We'll get you hooked up with those incubus tickets. That will happen next on Rock
1: 1069.